0: Hello, hockey world. Welcome back to off the glass podcast. I'm here with Mark and some special
1: guests with us today. Uh, Before we
0: dive too much into it, I'll throw it over to Mark to uh, introduce our guests.
1: Yeah. Hey, guys. uh, Welcome back to the episode. we got two special guests on today. Got Luke and Pat from the Alibi uh, Sports Lounge. Luke, Pat, how's it going? I'm going to throw it over to you guys, kind of give you the platform and you guys can explain the Alibi Lounge more in our partnership
2: absolutely uh thanks boys really appreciate you having us on here it's my first guest appearance on a podcast i'm usually the one hosting it so it's actually pretty nice just being able to sit back relax pat i know what it's like to be you now you lucky bastard um anyways uh yeah guys um so long story short uh me and Powder from uh, the alibi lounge alibi lounge sports um we started this about a year ago just basically a platform where we were trying to give, uh, you know, content creators, uh, a place to, you know, be creative and, um, you know, write articles about really whatever you want, whatever style you want, uh, to a certain extent, obviously, but, you know, we're just all about uh, trying to get content out there, making sure people are up to date on, uh, on uh, sports, you know, we, we touch on, um, basketball, uh, soccer, um, now hockey with uh, our partnership here with off the glass, which has been awesome and uh, football, which has been uh, our bread and butter for so long. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, that's what we have our website going on right now. Alibi lounge sports.com. Uh, also our Twitter at the Alibi lounge one, um, always posting some, uh, you know, great content out there a lot of betting as well so if you're interested in gambling um definitely recommend that uh for you guys um and also yes uh i know i'm kind of rambling on here sorry pat i'll give you a second here but uh you know great partnership with uh, you guys as well for um off the glass podcast uh you know we took you guys uh in with the you know alibi lounge sports um brand umbrella so really happy to have you guys on and uh, lots of great content to come uh, and so i'm really looking forward to this partnership but uh, pat uh please chime in <laughs> No oh, man, you did
3: you did a perfect job there. I'm so so pumped to be on here. Thanks for having us, guys. Uh, um, I think everyone was kind of tuning in the past couple of days and watching all the games, so I'm super excited to be talking hockey and get back into it. But no, like Luke said, we kind of started this a year ago. We just thought, hey, we have a couple okay sports minds. Let's put them together and make a podcast, and the rest is kind of history. So we're starting to take off. Our websites doing pretty well. So like Luke said, there's a bunch of content over there. Make sure you check it out and. and yeah, like I said, super happy and excited to be here. So, uh,
0: thanks for having us guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming on guys. I, I mean, we can't thank you enough for, uh, taking us on and, uh, I guess believing in us, so to say, and, uh, we're excited to have you on, like, like we said, 12 times. So, uh, let's dive into it and, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's get our thoughts on the Canadian division. We, uh, we're kind of chatting before and we got a good mix of fans here. We got a couple of least feds, a couple has fans, So it should be a fun biased conversation. Go ahead, head here. I, was
1: gonna be, I thought I was going to be outnumbered today, but I'm happy Pat's on my side about this and we can kind of tear you, Leaf fans over there. But oh, hell yeah. Guys, I want to get into this right away. Like, honestly, boys, is this the most interesting division in hockey this year? Because I, I honestly think it is.
2: I guess I'll start. Honestly, uh, I, I have to agree with you. I think, uh, the robberies, uh, that have grown, uh, from these partnerships, like, especially from two historic franchise franchises like the Leafs and Habs, um, that's going to get re-sparked, uh, the classic uh, battle of Ontario, um, you know, Ottawa versus Toronto, that's going to get, uh, reignited. And then you got the, uh, out West, uh, that division there, not division, sorry, those teams over there, Calgary and, um, and Vancouver battle of, our Al- Al- sorry, my gosh, Calgary and, um, Uh, Yeah. And Vancouver, Edmonton, Uh, Edmonton, there it is. Fuck me. Sorry, boys. You can tell I'm rusty. I'm in a football mindset right now, but uh, yeah. So Edmonton and Alberta or Edmonton. Oh my gosh. Edmonton, Calgary. Those two are going to get reignited as well. So I think uh, you know, there's lots of exciting stuff here for all of Canada, but uh, I'm sure even Americans want to tune into this. Fuck. I I guess I'll go
3: next. Yeah. Luke, that was a (laughs) tough one, buddy, but uh, Uh, no, we were talking about it before we got on air here that, obviously i think we can all agree or make the argument that Toronto's probably the number one team and ottawa might be the last but the middle is so murky it's gonna be such great hockey so competitive all the way through and i know it's been kind of going on social media making its rounds that this is um the one anthem division where we can only hear the canadian anthem which is pretty sweet no disrespect to any american listeners you guys have but i'm so excited And like luke said it's going to kind of reignite some uh some good rivalries here. So yeah, I'm pumped for it. And the first couple games, I I really liked what I saw.
1: Honestly, boys, hundred percent like that Leafs Habs game, obviously. At times it looked a little bit rusty, but you got to expect that they, they haven't played in a while. They haven't had any exhibition games and they had about a third of the training camp that they usually do. But honestly, it looks super exciting. And the fact that we get to see like something like Leafs Habs nine more times this season is just crazy and honestly you look at the like the rivalries with in edmonton and out in calgary i was about to say alberta again there luke um like they it's not
2: that easy man
1: (laughs) they have such a crazy rivalry like i'm just kind of wondering if any more rivalries are going to start you never know Some like what if like montreal and vancouver getting a rivalry some teams that honestly only play each other usually twice a year and now they're facing off eight or nine times i saw someone on twitter say uh we're gonna see the
0: battle of atlanta come back out so we got the Thrashers in, in Winnipeg and we got the, uh, the Flames in Calgary. I thought that was pretty funny. So uh, you're right now, Mark, you're completely right. We're going to see a lot of rivalries come out of, maybe out of nowhere, but you were, we were mentioning before, you even got the Kachuk brothers, right? That could be a huge rivalry between Ottawa and Calgary, right? Good two players right there.
1: Sorry. No, 100%, Zach. Um, honestly, I got another topic up here. Who do you think is the best player in this division? It's a hard question. Yeah, because never really, okay. I honestly, just kind of thought about it today. And honestly, it- we're
0: thinking of forwards think. as well, right? We're looking at th- thinking of players. What about goalies? Again, a Hats fan, but you got Carey Price over there, one of the best uh, goalies in the past.
2: Decade. may i chime in and try and redeem myself from that really shitty uh opening uh on my end but i thought Carey price like although he you know they did lose don't think a couple of them were his fault but i thought he looked really in command in that crease i thought he looked like a good goalie mark i know you're a goaltender maybe you can speak a bit more about that but for some reason i just i just felt that he really looked confident in net compared to past years and especially compared to freddie on the other
1: end he just looked shaky honestly 100% Zach I was honestly texting Zach right after the game like even though Price led in five goals I, I really didn't have any problem with the way he played like a lot of those goals really weren't on him in my opinion at least like you got those two knee lander snipes and the overtime goals a backdoor but 100% dude Freddie I don't know what it is with him man if it's just him starting the season but they really got to hope that that's not going to be the way he is all year because they're going to have some trouble winning games because well, he they, bail- they, they, he's been bailing them out the last maybe last season he wasn't great but his his past seasons he's bailed them out a lot right and yeah, if you can't do that then they might have trouble winning some games yeah man 100
2: percent. you know the, the least for from my perspective you know i'm a diehard leaves fan uh pat really knows that one it's been a good robbery um between us over the years but I, i'm very critical of of them i uh definitely have my ups and downs and yeah you're right like freddie the past you know since he's been here i thought has been really um you know, the anchor to hold us down. I thought he's always been a solid uh, netminder. I, I haven't had any issues with him until he gets to the playoffs where it gets a little, you know, a little questionable. But um, the team always hasn't really played great in front of him. But, yeah, this year, he just uh, – he changed his pads, too. I don't know if you notice All these goalies are wearing true pads now, eh? Like, that's kind of a weird yeah. – I don't know. Just I'm just – something to note. But um, – It's the
1: exact same thing. Dude, yeah, I don't know if you have access to like Zach and I's messages, but this is literally what we've been talking about.
2: Yeah. It's crazy, man. They're literally where all these troop has. I don't know if that maybe had something to do with Freddie, but they look smaller on them. That's my excuse, at least I guess, but yeah, man, I just think uh, Freddie's going to have to really, uh, you know, come to play this year. I think the least D, you know, mind you, they didn't look fantastic in game one. I'm hoping for a big one tonight against Ottawa. I think they have Ottawa back to back. So hopefully the D can come into its own a little bit. Riley looked good. Um, Matthews is getting abused out there, but it seemed like Willie uh, came to play this year. Uh, Pat, me and Pat have gone on record a few times saying we're not big Nylander fans, but fuck, he looked good last, uh, the last game. Uh, I'll tell you that for free.
0: We're definitely going to have a few disagreements on that Nylander uh, aspect because for me personally, I think that's one of the better contracts in the NHL. Um, I think he's going to, I hope he surprises you this year and he comes out and shows out, but uh, that first game, if it's if it's a glimpse of what's to come, I th- I think we're in for a good surprise this year, Luke.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely I'm definitely excited to see what he's got to offer this year. In the past, uh, I've I've always been a big Marner guy. I thought Marner was great in the regular season. Um, you know, great assist man. Like he, he played really well at Tavares. But I found Nylander. I don't know. Maybe what do you think? Like maybe he kind of was a little bit slow coming out of the. Uh, That contract dispute, the contract dispute there, uh, maybe that kind of hurt him a little bit. But I know the 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 rationale or the discussion that me and Pat always had was, uh, I thought he was a little more overpriced for what he was performing and what he was. Uh, You know, Kadri, I think was actually a lower contract, if I'm not mistaken. And I'd rather, I personally, at the time before seeing him play last night, and if Willie can continue that, keep that up, I personally would rather have Kadri. I like that style of hockey a bit better, and for that contract, that's where I would have gone. We also compared to Max Domi. But uh, again, it's, uh, at this point, it's kind of tough to make that uh, argument with the way you played uh, the other game. And I think we, were, we
0: went on record a couple of weeks ago to say that we actually we really like Kadri as well. I think he's a little bit underrated for, for what he does. Um, the Pims you got to worry about in the playoffs. That's the, we, we saw that firsthand in the, that last series for us. But um, I think Kadri has a drive that really no one else has in the league. And, and that's oh, something man. that a lot of teams don't, really don't figure out until they play them.
2: I got a great cadre story. If you don't mind listening. Go ahead. Um, so I, uh, I got invited to, uh, the Mishmarter invitational, uh, last year, maybe it was last year, two years ago. It was the year you got traded to, to Colorado. So it would have been two years ago. And, um, I was lucky enough to be on the ice uh, and skate around and all that. And I got to meet a lot of these pro players, a lot of them super nice people and all that. And cadre was just kind of in one end. I got, to, so I was John Tavares and category on the same ice and, uh, um, I was talking to John Tavares, no big deal. it's pretty sweet, but then Kadri's um, in one end, just shooting the puck and whatever. And we were about to change ice surfaces because they, they rotate through everything. And I, I had to, I'm like, I had to go skate up to him. I'm like, I'm like, Hey Naz, I'm like, I just want to say like, you're one of my all time favorite Leafs. Like, I really love you, man. Like you're a hard nose player. And blah, blah, blah. like the Leafs are really going to miss you. He stops, skates up real close to me. This is pre COVID and he goes, yeah, they're about to see how much. And he out went and just fucking tor- torched the league up in, Cal- in Colorado and had a really good season. So I, that was something that stuck with me. And I just showed the fire that he had and how pissed he was to be gone.
0: So you're kind of taking credit for how he's doing at Colorado. That's what Absolutely. I got him going. <laughs> I got him
2: fired up. That was all me, to be quite honest. Yeah,
0: I like it. I like it. Well, uh, we kind of got sidetracked because we, we thought we would.
2: Uh, no, go back no, to the I'll,
0: first I'll question. Good.
1: I, I want to go it. back to Pat. What do you, as a Habs fan, how are you feeling? Uh, Luke was kind of rambling on about price. Honestly, like I still think he's, I don't think he's the best anymore. Um, I would still think he's definitely in the top five to 10 range. How do you feel about him? Cause honestly, last year you could argue he was okay. at a bit of a down year, but then in the playoffs, he really came to perform. And personally, like I said, in the first game, I really didn't have a problem with the way he played at all. He, he's shown that he's been better, but how do you feel as another Habs fan? Cause I'm, I'm curious because a lot of people outside of the Habs really like him, and they all Leaf fans are saying, I wish we could have price. You know what I mean? So I'm curious to see a Habs point of view on this. I think it all comes down to fatigue, man. Like last year he played what 58
3: games or something. And you could tell it was getting to him. So I, I think the, the Jake Allen move was huge for the Habs. It allows him to stay fresh. And with the guys he has in front of him too, like he has he has the potential to be elite. Like he has, like you said, in the playoffs, do I think he's still that number one goalie in the league or in the world? No, not anymore. He has those flashes of greatness. Like we saw, he made a couple saves and, but he also, I know like some of the goals against the Leafs weren't his fault, but in years past, he might've stopped those. But like I said, I think the Jake Allen move was huge. I think Petrie he's one of the most underrated defensemen in the entire league. Like he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Weber, he's hopefully going to be healthy. Uh, and uh, what's the guy's name? Romanov. He looks fantastic for, for for his first game coming in. So I don't, I'm not expecting anything crazy, um, but I get where the Leafs fans and other fans are coming from. If you haven't had that stable goalie for years, then you always want that big name. And I know like Luke was kind of saying, Freddie Anderson and in the past, the Leafs haven't been like so sure in the goaltending position. And like, as Habs fans, we've been super, super lucky that it's never been a huge worry um, besides a couple injuries here or there. Like, obviously like we had Halak when he on that, went on that crazy run in the playoffs and stuff. But um, I agree with you. I wouldn't say he's a top, I'd say he's in like the, the eight to five range. And then obviously like teams don't want to play him in the playoffs because he really can steal a series. But like I said, it's all about keeping him fresh and so he doesn't get tired and fatigued because he's older in age now. So but like, like I've said, the, the, the Jake Allen move for me was one of the smartest moves that Bergevin made this offseason. I'm sorry to derail
2: us a bit. Pat, who do you got at number one goaltender in the world right now? Oof. In the world, eh? Well, it's obviously just the NHL. NHL, yeah. Who do you got at number one goaltender in the NHL? Because, you know, it's uh, I know it's a shortened season, but I, I really do think Kerry's going to come out of this one uh, looking – like, uh, you know, how he used to be. Um, I know he's kind of went through a few bad years with Montreal, but I really think that he's going to have a good one. But uh, again, maybe you guys are overcritical of your, your Habs, not, well, no, conf- no, not confident, not confident them, it. eh, Zach? They're just not confident. It's all right. Not like the least here.
0: I was actually going to kind of lose that confidence in Freddie, but
2: ask you, what do you it's think right. about him getting traded? <laughs> no, I, I think it, I think it would make sense uh, if we got the right pieces, but, uh, Pat, I'll, I'll pass it back to you. Sorry. <laughs>
3: No, though. So like I was saying, I would say Kerry is in for a huge year, but he has to play Austin Matthews, what, nine more times. He's going to be going up against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisler. Like there's so many talented goal scorers, even like Patrick Liney, Like he looked great last, like was it last night or two nights ago, whatever it was like he had a big game. Um, Yeah. I'm probably not the right person at Mark. I I assume what Luke said, you played goalie. So I'm gonna. Deflect this question to you. Like, who, who do so, you think is the number one goalie?
1: I always, Zach knows. I'm always into like rankings and stuff like that. I'm always so curious because I'm really into like advanced stats and just watching guys play. Honestly, after the past year, not just because he won the Vesna, but Hellebuck was insane last year. Um, besides that, I think Zach would agree me, agree with me on this. I'd probably give it to John Gibson, dude. He, he just he doesn't get enough credit in Anaheim and a down year for him last year was like a nine Oh seven. And he's, he's just been every year. He's been insane and the ducks just haven't been good. And it's just as a personal bias and a goaltender and watching how many shots he faces and he loses these, he's, he's stopping 42 or 45 and they're losing three to two. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just personally think he doesn't get enough credit. So I, I think those two guys are in, in the running right now. I'd also probably throw Bishop in there, but he can't really stay healthy. Too, so those would be mine. Honestly, Zach, I feel like you're going to say Gibson, but I'm going to throw it over to you. Pat, Pat
0: it feels like you, you wanted to say something. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, sorry. Speaking of underrated goalies, like Mark, what do you think of the Phoenix goaltending situation? Because as a fantasy player, like Darcy Kemper, like he, he's pretty they good and in enter into Like they have two guys there that like I would rely on and they would have great save percentages and face, face a crap load of shots, but they just wouldn't get the win. So like I'm interested in your opinion on, on that goaltending tandem.
1: I honestly think that Darcy Kemper is probably the most underrated goalie in the NHL, to be honest with you. He doesn't get enough credit a fantasy wise. It's, it's kind of like Gibson. I guess it's a bit risky. Cause you just don't know if those two teams are going to get you the wins, but uh, like Kemper put up amazing stats and Arizona still wasn't great in the season. And even Ranta too, dude. I honestly think if he was on another team, uh, probably like, I don't know where you'd put him, but he could potentially be a starter. I think so. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm pretty high on Arizona's goalies.
0: Definitely, a, definitely a good team to uh, to watch as Arizona, especially with that tandem. But I'll, I'll one up you and 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 get you to look on the New York Islanders' goalie tandem of Sorokin and uh, oh my gosh, Mark.
1: Sorokin. Varlamov, Varlo-
0: yeah, shut exactly. To I'm fired up. And uh, exactly, Varlamov, I think is blessed by a good defense. One of the best we talked about, it, I think, on our first podcast. We think the Islanders have one of the better defensive systems in the league. And when you place a good goalie behind that, I mean, how can you beat it? You saw in the first game with that, that 4-0 win. Um, but then a lot of people don't know Sorokin. Ilya Sorokin is one of the <clears throat> excuse me, one of the better goalies we're going to see in the next, I guess,
1: three of the best Russian goalies we're going to see in the next five years. Yeah, dude, those guys, I don't know if you guys have heard of them, like that chest jerk and that came over last year from the Rangers. Like Sorokin is literally like him 2.0. Like uh, he honestly could be just as good as him. And it's honestly crazy that they have two good goalies. And even, I don't know if you saw him, the Minnesota game, like Kaprazov came over from the KHL. He already got a goal and two assists in his first game. Like it's crazy, man. These guys are already NHL ready. They're just kind of just stayed in the KHL longer. You know what I mean? Cause I guess they wanted to be there. Well,
0: it's kind of the same situation as uh, Panarin coming over when he's 26, right? You see, you see um, Kaprizov come over at 23 and, Again, I thought that goal was uh, kicked in, but he became the third youngest player to, or sorry, what was it? The third e- third player ever to score in his NHL debut, right? Or score a
1: game-winning goal. Uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not too sure. that That's probably a realistic stat though. Luke, I want your last opinion on this. Who's, uh, who do you think is the best? You think Price is the best goalie in the world right now?
2: Uh, well, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, I think he's, he's going to be doing better and get closer to where he was a few years ago um best goal in the world maybe not i think he's i don't know is it too far to, is it too much to say that he's getting a bit too old to be at that very elite level i don't know but um i'd like I, I still like uh Vesleski over in Tampa. I, I don't see I don't see him kind of going anywhere. I still think that he's elite. That guy's a monster. He's huge and he's crazy flexible. Um like he just makes these acrobatic saves like a smaller goaltender would. So I I I'd say probably him. Uh he's probably number one on my list. And hell, I, I would have been uh living by uh Freddie Anderson la- if this was last season, but uh after the last game,
1: I just I can't go there right now. Maybe, maybe Go ahead, go ahead. No, dude, I don't I don't want to get too into it, but honestly, Luke, I, I actually... Zach knows this. I actually think Vasilevsky's pretty overrated. Personally. I was going to say, he's going to um, break your heart, Luke. Um, oh I, I do think he is an elite goalie. Oh boy. I 100% think he's an elite goalie, but um, I think if you put, honestly, about five or six other goalies on Tampa Bay, they'd probably be even better than he is, to be honest with you. But... I can see the argument. You know what I mean? He puts up these insane stats every year. He's getting the wins. But I just I think he's kind of overvalued due to how good his team is. But it's nothing against him. I still think he's a super elite goalie. And I kind of just want to the last goalie talks. We kind of go on for a while. One guy we didn't really mention in the Canadian division, and this is an underrated team in my vision, too, is Markstrom and Calgary. We didn't well, we why? haven't even talked about them. And honestly, I think in this whole division, I think they're super, they're a really underrated team. They were kind of already a good team last year. Like you, you, you take out Brody, you got Tanev, and then you, you kind of finally have your number one goalie that you haven't had since Kiprasov. Kiprasov. Well,
0: well, and going on your point on this being the strongest division, I mean, you have six teams out of the seven that have a starting goalie, right? A a bonafide starting goalie, right? And we can go right over from Braden Holby, Markstrom, uh, Hellebuck, Matt Murray, Carey Price, Freddie Anderson, and the only team that doesn't is Edmonton, right? I mean, Ken Talbot for me is not a, a bona fide starter, and that's oh, why for me, it, he, it's Koskinen.
1: it. It's I was just gonna say, is Talbot's still in
2: Edmonton? I, I was gonna say, no, he's in Minnesota, he now?
1: Minnesota, yeah. My apologies, but my, my but point, my point being, I just yeah, he's it, still not a bona fide starter, I know exactly what you're saying.
0: And that's that's going to be the thing that's going to be Edmonton's downfall in my in my eyes. But if anything that that Markstrom signing in Calgary is is what's going to, I guess if anything, bring them into the playoffs. What missed for why they missed last year? Sorry.
1: No. I idea. also
3: think Monahan. He kind of had a down year last year too, right? Like he wasn't what we've seen in previous years. So I I do think that they can get it going. And when I was doing some preparation for this pod and like trying to go through the teams, like. I came across Calgary and, and my initial reaction was like, nah, like they're not going to do anything. But then like, like you said, like they're a sneaky team. And if, if Markstrom can play like he did and kind of bail out the flames, like he did with uh, the Canucks last year, they could make some noise in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And I just want to chime in here. Like you got to think back last year, they maybe weren't the greatest in the regular season, but the year before Johnny Goudreau at 99 points, Mark Giordano won the Norris. You know what I mean? And they also won their division lot that year and just got bounced in the first round. So like this team can be dangerous to be honest with you. And I honestly think they, I, I think they're the most underrated team in this division. And I, I think there, there's, there's no chance to me that they're missing the playoffs. I think they're going to, they're going to be in. in my so, opinion. so in saying that,
2: then do you want to do, you, do you guys want to round out our top four picks to make the well top four picks to make the playoffs this year at the North division?
0: Yeah. You want to start us off Luke? Oh, fuck. I don't
2: know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Leafs, of course, uh, number one. Uh, I, they're just uh, slotted in at my number one spot. Uh, I think their offense is lethal. I think they're going to start clicking. Um, I really hope so, at least. Uh, but this is a tough one. I know we've kind of been going on a little bit about all these teams, and the North Division is uh, it's pretty solid. Um, you know, it's insane that the Leafs are number one. I also don't think they're built for a big playoff run you look at the past uh, few cup winners they're all built big and built pretty tough uh you know like st louis uh for example uh tampa bay maybe not as big as st louis but still have some big bodies and some tough hard-nosed players on there i just don't think the Leafs will stack up uh, but i still do think they'll get out of this north division uh if not at the one seed at the two seed um i do think calgary will uh slot in at number two behind them i think that um i'm just trying to th- oh, I'm trying to Debating on a few teams here. I think Montreal, number three. I'm going to go with your halves, guys. I think, uh, you know, what? yeah, Pat, I know you're surprised, buddy, but uh, I'm going to go Montreal. So I got Leafs, Calgary, Montreal, and let's go with Vancouver. Uh, let's see if Holtby can uh, make some magic over there in the West Coast.
1: Wow, dude, That's that's honestly some pretty good takes there, and I honestly couldn't agree with you more. There it is. And I'm going to, I'm going to go next First year. time. We agreed. <laughs> Honestly, dude. I, and I'm even agreeing even more. I actually have the exact same top three as you in order as well. I like uh, it. Leafs, Calgary Habs. And this four for me has been, I don't know, dude. It's a crap shoot, man. Cause Ottawa doesn't even
2: look awful either. And there, it's going to be a great test tonight against the Leafs. Um, And Edmonton, I mean, if, if Mick, Mick is over there, keeps putting in goals like he did last night, uh, who knows? I think, I think I'm giving Edmonton four. Ugh, no faith in them, but still, you know, not a bad pick. All right, Pat, what do you got?
3: Oh man, this is Toronto. Number one, we've Luke alluded to it. So did you Mark? Like it's, it's a no brainer. Um, I'm going to go Euler second. Um, this might be crazy. And I know we were just saying how their goaltending might hold them back. But um, when you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, like those guys playing at the, like we all saw what McDavid did uh, the opening night, like he was fantastic and Nugent Hopkins is still there. And even Yamamoto, like he, I think he's in for a huge year this year. Um, I'm going to take them at two. I'm going to go Canucks three and um I just love the Holpe move. I understand that they lost Markstrom and that was a big loss, but Holpe's been there before. He's a good vet and I think he's a good guy to bring over Demko and I think that hopefully that can kind of make him reach the next level. Uh, Quinn Hughes is legit. We know what we're getting there. I think if Brock Besser, like if he returns to 25 plus goals, they'll be fine and obviously JT Miller hasn't been on the on the roster yet and I, I love the, the Nate Schmidt signing and then number four, I'm going to go Montreal. Um, I just have to as a Habs fan. I think, they're gritty. They look good. Um, but yeah, so that means I'm leaving out Calgary and the Jets. And the Jets were kind of the one, um, the Jets think, like that, that fourth spot we were talking about earlier, it can go to anyone. I think it's kind of like whoever um, catches fire at the right moment and has a good couple games because the Jets still have Hellbuck. They still have a ton of talent up front. I think their defense is a little weak. And like we were talking about earlier with the flames, like they can make serious noise in the playoffs if they get there with Markstrom, but yeah, so I'm gonna have to go
0: Leafs, Oilers, Canucks, Habs. I like it. It's a good take, honestly. And we appreciate you guys going into a bit of detail as well. It kind of get to pick your brains a little bit, if, if that makes sense. Um, I'll start actually with my most underrated team and the team that I could actually see bumping into the top four if if they have a good season and that's that's Ottawa in my eyes. Um, you bring in Matt Murray, who's a very Stanley Cup winner, two-time Stanley Cup winner, um, as well as some good young players. Again, like this league is going to a younger kind of skill set. Um, I think the average age last year was twenty-five and a half, which is absolutely ridiculous. Dude, um,
1: sorry to chime in. There're yeah, yeah. Leafs tonight and. Dude, they're scratching Colin White and Galchenyuk. So, like, they're going, like, super young. Like, they literally – I think they said that – DJ Smith said the reason Colin White is scratched is because they have four better centers right now. That's literally what he said. So, he doesn't really give a fuck who's – playing there he, it's if it, you're playing well you're gonna play you know what i mean and, and you know what that's the way to do it man honestly it's,
2: it's tough to cater to a lot of these like you know veterans and they, even if they are good players historically you know sometimes you just can't do that you just got to go with the hot hand right it's kind of like pitching in the mlb it's uh you know trying to bring in another sport here a little bit but you know you go with the hot hand that day and um, you know whoever's you know whoever's been buzzing uh recently just you know you got to go with it
0: it's a good comparison. Honestly, it, it, it's good to bring other sports. Cause you, 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 get a better sense of what's going on. And I completely agree with that. Um, so if anything, that's my team that's going to slot in. Um, if, if shit hits the fan we'll say, um, but like you guys, um, I was thinking of changing it up, but like you guys, number one for me is Toronto too deep this year. Um, one guy that didn't even look that good for me in the first game was Barabanov. And I think he's going to have a, a decent season again, not, not 25 goals, but, um, being that rock on that that fourth line with Spezza and Wayne Simmons, I think that's a really good line. Um, their depth is unmatched, and I think this is this is the year to at least finish first in the division. Um, we don't have Boston, thank God. Um, my two spot is uh, you guys are gonna be happy. I got Montreal Salon in there. I think uh, I think the improvements they've done is just un. I keep saying unmatched, but. They matched the least basically. They did, they did what the least did. They wanted as much depth as possible, even even in bringing the wavered Corey Perry now. Um he's got he's gone or you get taken or is he still is he in the HL now?
1: No, so uh he's on the taxi squad apparently and I read something that like 15 days into the season his cap hit goes down. So the first like 4 or 5 games I don't think he's actually playing, but then he'll be on the team. But it's all like cap purposes, I don't really
2: Shout out, shout out. Mark wrote an article about the taxi squad on alibi lounge sports.com. Hell of a read guys go check that one out. And I think we're actually going to be dropping a Canadian division article as well. So we'll get your uh, thoughts firsthand. Sorry, Zach, I had to plug that in there just a little bit.
0: No, do your thing. I like it. You got to plug the marketing in whatever you can. I like it. Kind of pulling the t-shirt every now and then, you know,
1: (laughs) there you go. Uh,
0: So we'll we'll continue on. I got, uh, I got third, I got Winnipeg. Um, like Mark was saying, we got Hellebuck in there, probably one of the top three goalies in the league right now. Um, I think, uh, line is going to have a, 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 season where he has to prove himself, uh, that he has value. Um, he's had a, a bad, I wouldn't even say bad, a, 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 a rough start to the pa- His, I can't even speak right now, boy, sorry. A rough start to his, uh, his tenure. And I think he either wants to get a traded or be prove some value on a on a good Winnipeg team. You still got Mark Scheifele, Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor, Blake Wheeler. You got a good team there that again needs some filling in on defense and stuff. But um, I think they're built enough to at least get into playoffs. Um, and my fourth team, um, if not Ottawa, would actually be Edmonton. Um, I was ripping their goaltending earlier, but I think with either a goaltending change, um, like a trade, or I just think that their team is with Connor McDavid, with Leon Dreisaitl, like Patrick was saying, Yamamoto, I think they have a good foundation for what they want to do. And that Tyson Berry signing was probably one of the most low-key, great deals over the summer. Um, to get a guy like that for, th- I think, 3.7 mil is, is an unreal signing. He's, he's going to quarterback your first power play. Um, that's why, again, goaltending wins you championships, but they never said about getting into playoffs. So that's why I have them finishing fourth. Yeah, man, get anti-ranta
3: to uh, Edmonton and that would be a, a game changer for them, man. That, that would be a sweet, sweet move.
0: So, hey, you never know. I don't mind that, honestly. Mark, what do you think?
1: Uh, honestly, I, I just personally don't see Winnipeg kind of making the playoffs in this division. Um, I don't know why. They have an unreal top six. But, like, can you really argue they're a better team than last year, in my opinion? And... They weren't even good in the regular season. And think about how good Hellebuck was. And if if he can't return to that form, I just don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. Because even, right. even if he's just good instead of insane, like that's probably not going to do it for them. Because their defense, honestly, like Josh Morrissey is our number one D and he's good, but he shouldn't really be a number one D. Like, you know what I mean? They really need to... Work on getting someone or developing some other prospects because it's really a struggle for them. And my counterpoint to you is, a goalie can take you places. I mean, we're we're just
0: amping them up. uh twenty minutes ago, Carey uh, Price, right? Like,
1: if he returns to this season, like they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. I just don't know if he's going to be that insane again.
0: Well, and exactly, and you're right. If 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 your defense is not strong with Josh Morrissey as your as your number one defense, it's it's going to be a tough thing to do. Maybe they can convince Buffalo to come back. Who
2: knows?
1: That would be, that would be hilarious.
2: Dustin Bufflin, a staple in the NHL um, uh, roster, customized rosters. Oh my gosh, that was awesome.
1: <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, all right, we're kind of coming to the end of the um, Canadian division here. But uh, one thing Zach and I kind of want to talk about with you guys, we don't really see this too often in hockey, or I don't even know, to be honest, if you guys can attest in the sports world. But it came out earlier, was it earlier this week, that Evander Kane's in $27 million of debt and he's lost. I'm trying to get the tweet up here, but it was something a million and a half lost in the past year due to betting. He's in some sort of counterclaim with two women in San Jose from something in 2016, which is almost $2 million. So honestly, I just, I don't really want to rip into the guy because obviously it seems like he kind of has a betting problem and he needs to get help and he possibly is at this point, but what are your thoughts about this? Cause like I said, like we don't really see this too often. Well, I think you were kind of going on already. I think the, I think the importance of, not even to rip the
0: guy. I think it's the, the importance of understanding what your limits are again, right? Like you guys, Luke and Pat, you guys um, work with betting and, and daily fantasy and stuff. And I think you guys can attest. The one advice you can give to people is to know your limit. I, I, I <laughs> hate to bring oh, yeah. in this cheesy uh, slogan, but know, know your limit, play with it. I think it's the hey. OLG, right? Hell yeah. Um, but again, we're not we're not going to rip the guy. I mean, um, I was talking to Mark earlier. It, it For me, it seems like there's some sort of something going on that we we don't know of and and it's not something we rip on it's something we we look at and we try to not improve on but we make sure this doesn't happen again yeah I,
3: I totally agree with you I think it makes sense why he wanted to fight one of the Paul brothers there to earn a little I was bit thinking of that that. extra cash but I think you guys are totally right like this is as bad as this is for him I think it's great that the public sees this because it shows that professional athletes they're humans too they make mistakes and not everything's perfect when you have all that wealth and i always thought evander Kane would be a great have he's a big big strong power forward he can score goals he's not afraid to fight but like you said he definitely has some demons he needs to work to work with and work at and hopefully he can sort it out because he's he's man he's a friggin' talented player but um yeah like like you were saying zach for betting and stuff gotta know your limits and it, it it's really easy to chase your losses when, when you're gambling and doing other things. So you have to, to know your limits, but it's good for people to understand that, Hey, this
2: happens to professional athletes who seem to have it all as well. Yeah, man. I, uh, there's been a lot of pictures, uh, surfacing of not surfacing just like, you know, they're taken, uh, maybe a few years ago or uh, back when he was a bit younger, but, uh, you know, him in Vegas, I think he was standing on like a balcony with the wad of cash as a phone. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, it's not really the greatest look, and I guess that kind of shows he definitely – I don't think it was a secret. He was the type of guy that definitely liked to party, and I think I'm sure he got after it. Uh, and I'm sure he just, uh, you know, spent uh, well beyond his means. So definitely unfortunate, as everyone's already said. I, I don't. I'm, everyone's saying the same thing pretty much. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. You don't want to cut the guy up, but, um, you know, there definitely should have been someone looking out for him, you know, whether it was a financial advisor or uh, his, ma- his agent, manager, whatever you want uh, family. I don't know what what that situation is, but it just goes to show, you know, you didn't really have the greatest support uh, system around him, uh, which is definitely crucial. You know, you see it a lot in the NFL, uh, especially a lot of these guys grow up with, uh, you know, it is what it is. Like a lot of them grow up with, with not a lot and they use football as, you know, their way out and stuff like that. And sometimes you, you still get, uh, you know, hang around the wrong crew and, you know, you see it with, uh, you know, I guess, Maybe not the most recent example, but Ray Rice, you know, like maybe not uh, going bankrupt, but getting in a lot of trouble off the field. Uh, Joe Mixon got in trouble off the field. Um, uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, like these, a lot of these, like, you know, these players uh, just they don't have the greatest support system around them. So it just goes to show how important that is, uh, you know, when you're dealing with all this fame and, and fortune.
1: Yeah, that's it. I don't know. I don't know much so, else to say 100%, on that one. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, you guys, has this happened, like, recently in any other sports with guys? Like, honestly, like, I only really follow hockey a lot. So, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't really I know so. if it happens in, like, the NFL or even the NBA or anything like that. If you got guys...
2: nothing publicly in the NFL that I've seen, at least, Pat, you might have a better insight to that. No, especially
3: not active players. You always hear about guys once they're retired, they they're still living like they're making the millions and they don't have a great source of income. But I haven't heard about this for a guy that's still playing i think it's it's very strange you rarely hear about this kind of situation happening where he's debating on sitting out when he can still contribute and make money so it's a very bizarre situation
0: i think that's the thing that kind of got us all was that above all else he claims bankruptcy and you might not play right and that's that's the thing that almost makes you think that there is something else going on um maybe mentally maybe physically we don't know but um it's something that you only know yourself right again like Um, like Luke was saying, you have to have a good support system. You have to trust other people that, um, they'll have your best interest, but it's also at the end of the day, you're your only advocate. Right. And so, um, at the end of the day, if you feel like you need help, you got to ask
1: someone, right. So, sorry, I actually have been looking for this tweet for the entire time we've been talking this and I finally found it. So you weren't listening to us, time. okay?
2: <laughs>
1: so it's his bankruptcy file includes a million and a half gambling loss in the last year, seven family dependents, six active suits, Centennial Bank seeking eight point three million. He currently has a monthly income of negative ninety one thousand one hundred thirty one dollars, one point two million dollar credit to Sure Sports, and a one point eight eight million counterclaim against woman in two thousand sixteen battery suit. And then I read that. He has three houses totaling about $10 million. So I'm assuming he's going to be selling those or at least two of them. That's <laughs> so I
0: actually, I just looked up. Sure. Sports is a banking solutions for professional athletes. So that's a bank. He owns my eight point. Was it 8.3 mil to oh, that, for banking services?
1: No, that's, that's 1.2 million. Uh, oh. sorry, did you say sure, Centennial bank is eight point three million? Sure, sure. Sports, sorry. Sure. Sports is 1.2 million.
0: Yeah, so that's apparently a banking banking solutions for for professional athletes.
1: So that's kind of like one point three down the drain. Wasn't listening to them, so dude, that's kind of crazy. And honestly, like a uh, a couple of days ago, I looked at his like cap friendly because he signed like seven by seven that deal, and he's kind of um, how do I word it? He's getting more money like up front. Like he's he made like nine million a year the last two years, and then his money is going de- like his actual salary is going down per year. So like he's not even gonna be making a seven million a year, and they were talking about. I honestly just don't know why he wouldn't have played the season this year. Like they were saying that. Like, would he even get his money if he opted out for that reason? No, I don't like, think so, unless it was signed and baked into the contract. That was
2: something that I was confused at as well. Like, why would he not play and not like and risk not getting money? Um, like I said, unless it was is baked into the contract, but it just seemed really weird to me.
1: And it's honestly just crazy to me that he's lost a million and a half in gambling. Like, I guess he's going to some casinos, but like, I guess a lot of it's probably like online, you know? We well, got to th- look to <laughs> look at that picture we saw, right? Of him holding the wads of cash.
2: Mark, you really weren't listening. Worry about it. You were deep into <laughs> that Twitter. We fucking talked what? about this, pal. <laughs> you got to go back and listen to it. We'll, we'll record that. Yeah.
1: I was too listen. into looking for this tweet
2: yeah good lord oh man i love it well um well maybe not love the conversation topic but uh you know overall just love being on here with you guys a lot of fun and it's good to finally start talking hockey you know i've been me and pat have been so into football it's coming super bowl time soon but uh, it's good to talk about uh talk about good old good old puck it's
0: a pleasure having you guys on i mean you're welcome anytime it's good to have some other voices on to uh clear the dead space we have so
1: yeah, we'll uh, definitely plan to have you guys on throughout the season too. Sorry, I just hit my mic there for some kind of like updates throughout the year, kind of see where these predictions have been going. Maybe fucking Ottawa will be in first place 20 games in the year. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But like Zach said, appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you very much. And no problem. Uh, we're really excited about the partnership. No problem at all. To
0: everyone listening, we appreciate the the continued support. Um I mean, this is a long one. We, we appreciate you sticking around and uh, listen to us ramble about the North Division, the Scotiabank North Division. Um, again, thanks, guys. Can't thank you enough. Do you guys want to plug your uh – social media one more time
2: yeah it's uh, at alibi at the alibi lounge one on twitter and then it's also alibi lounge sports.com you can check out uh, mark uh, the twitter bandit uh, all of his articles <laughs> on that as well so um, be sure to check us out guys and lots of off the glass uh, podcast content coming soon as well so <music>